This is Glistening Particles, and I'm Jane, your host. I like to hear inspiring stories from people that I barely know and share them with you, and that's what we do here. I never know how it's going to go. I never know what they're going to say, but it's always a good story. In this episode, I'm talking with Lana Holmes from her beautiful office in the Santa Cruz Mountains. Lana has a long list of credits to her life thus far. A driven and diverse athlete, a highly successful Silicon Valley executive, and more recently, a journey of learning and growing in earth wisdom practices. If you're in a career experiencing success in the measures traditionally used, like wealth and status, and still not feeling complete, listen to her story. It's the kind of story that will find its way into that hidden place inside your mind and bring light to it. Hi, Lana, and welcome to the show. Good morning. It's so good to be with you. This is a long-awaited, anticipated, joyful being with you because this is something I've been hoping and manifesting for you for a long time. Mm, well, I'm glad you were on my team because apparently I needed a little bit of that because you know I've been talking about this for a while, but it's so good to be here. Although, to be honest, literally, I wish I was there with you having Ooh. this interview because you're like sitting outside. To describe yeah. your, your scenery right now because I think it's it's heaven a little bit of heaven. It is a little bit of heaven, and it's interesting because just yesterday on my Instagram uh, post, I I posted the exact place I'm sitting right now, mm. and I said uh, about I said many years ago I I made a decision to create the life that I wanted, and right now I'm sitting out on the upper deck of a two story house that is on a ridge line that overlooks 250 acres of mostly redwoods, Douglas firs here in the Santa Cruz Mountains of California. Mm. And I can see a few houses way in the distance out there. But really, this is where I live. And the, it's, it's incredibly crystal clear blue skies today. Most mornings, the, the entire valley is filled with the Pacific Coast fog, which creeps over the Bonnie Dune Mountains just to mm-hmm. the west of me. And um, and it's just it's one of the most beautiful places on Earth. And I am so, so fortunate and blessed to live here. I mean, I, I've seen some of that and I like I was really enjoying your description right there. I sort of closed my eyes and settled into it. And there is mm-hmm. something magical about that morning mist. And as it clears, yes. oh, my gosh, there's just nothing it's like amazing. it. And it's different every morning. I know. Morning. It's, it's like a so painting. Amazing. It's like a daily painting, yes, like a beautiful painting. <laughs> and and um, yeah, I need to plan these things better. So I get to do them live in person there because I definitely would love to be sitting there right now. <laughs> so actually, that's a good lead into um, t- talk about how we met. So you and I met on the Oasis and in Theos 
kind of like a lot of the people that have been having these early conversations with me on the podcast, which is kind of fun. I'd like to say it was the breeding ground for my podcast. Like, you know, Brian created it just for me. <laughs> Not really. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that and then we met in person. So when I visited Northern California last year, a couple of times, we got to spend some time together. And it was just such a great experience because we it was both magical, wasn't it, it? Absolutely. I mean, everything about it, first of all, to to get to know somebody so well, sort of in a, you know, wide open virtual space that it was, you know, where we were talking at really higher conscious levels of about, about wisdom and philosophy and life. And then to see, see you in person and spend time with you. It was really one of, one of the highlights for sure of the year for me. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. I agree. It was just a delight for me. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was really fun. If you recall, we actually pampered ourselves. We went to a spa for the day. (laughs) We had this great dinner at night. We did. You you made this amazing dinner and we just had a great time. It was one of the sweetest evenings. We lived yeah. large and we spent time. I think one of my favorites too is when we went walking on the on the beach. Remember? Remember right. how windy it was? It was like crazy windy out that night. And <laughs> just watching the power of the ocean and right. yeah. And then we got to spend time again. Where was it? Half Moon Bay, right? With Michelle. Right. Yeah, that Michelle. was some good times. Yeah. And and you've taught me so many things because I think one of the things that um I really admired about your story as we got to know each other was how you came from a really um Fast-paced tech background. Would that be a good way to put it um, in Silicon Valley? That would be very accurate. Okay. And, <laughs> and I, I think I'm actually amused by how many people that I've met in this stage of my life, you know, how you start attracting people that are, you know, similar to what you're doing and following a similar path, who really come from an IT background, which I do myself. I think that's, I don't get how that happened, but that's that's very common. So you came from a high-tech, fast-paced background in Silicon Valley and had then like basically did a huge turn and went into a much more spiritual practice and spiritual life. And that's what I would love to share with people today is, you know, how you got, how you kind of, what some stories about how you ended up in this place that you are and sitting on a ridge overlooking the valley and living a different life. Okay. <laughs> now go. <laughs> now go. Okay, great. Well, you know, I think that uh, one thing that is true, um, if if I were to look at my body, myself and and any human being, you know, we're composed of, you know, mind, soul, body, spirit, and, um, and emotions. And Mm -hmm. all four of those quadrants, you know, are pretty active in us at any particular time. And I would say that for much of my life, my mind was the, my mind and my body were the primary, you know, players in the, in the game. And um, I kind of really, um, stuffed my emotions, uh, because I had to do what I had to do in my mind mm-hmm. to play the game. And, right. uh, and the game that I had to play, especially at that particular time in our unfolding uh, hu- human history in, in the business world, was really, it was kind of a boy's game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think that's begun to shift. I'm thrilled about that. And I think, you know, we're not playing the game as in, a, in such a masculine fashion anymore. Uh, but what is most exciting was, uh, you know, is that, I came to a place where I felt really deprived on some level. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that my spirit wasn't engaged. I was, I think I've always been a deeply spiritual person, Mm -hmm. not religious, but very spiritual and always interested in in the things of spirit and uh, of the divine. And, and yet it just, because it wasn't something you did or talked about externally, 
you know, it was considered, you know, woo woo or weak or inappropriate. So right. I just simply didn't talk about it. So, and I put it away. And of course, my work consumed, you know, much of my life. And right. I was focused on that. So I think uh, I stuffed my emotions, I stuffed my spirit, you know, I put everything, I put those on the shelf. And then there came that day, that came that day when they came a knocking. <laughs> it just said, we're not going to stay on this shelf anymore. We're right. tired of being up here. And uh, so I really, I, I think that was, that was, that was the heroine's call that I received. That was the call from divine that I said, you know, it, it came in the form of just emotional misery. Mm-hmm. You know, I was miserable and it came in the form of my spirit really crying out to me. So, you know, it's funny because we think divine calls are sometimes going to be like on high and this, you know, I mean, it's none of that. Sometimes right. it's like, how miserable am I and how, how much I'm not paying attention to the me and, 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 don't you think, me. don't you think though, that that is like, that's the thing that people don't understand because I think when people look at, uh, when, when others look at people who are successful in their life, they make an assumption that they are like fully fulfilled. Right. So oh, I, absolutely. Yeah. I think that the, and I think tragically, I think we've, we've used the wrong measurement, the wrong mm-hmm, tools exactly for, for what, what is success or what is fulfillment. And, um, and the truth is, now, I think, as we're beginning to move into a really a new way of of what's important, mm-hmm. um, now we, we're starting to see individuals where we can actually see on people's faces who's happy and who's not. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not their external things. Um, it's very much what is their state of being. It's almost an, like a um, now now that I'm further along and sort of I th- I mean I think I totally agree with you that I always I always want to equate it to a day like there was a day when everything changed mm-hmm. and I think in, in many people's um, spiritual path as they make a big leap to that like really making that like complete right angle turn it is kind of like that it's like almost an exact day or an exact moment where I just cannot do this any longer the way that I am and. Once you are, you know, once you start following that inner voice and the soul and all of that, it's now, now that I can, I can see people smiling and laughing and still sense their deep sadness. I can see people deeply like looking sad, feeling an emotion, yet know that they are really present and feeling whole. You know what I mean? It's a different thing than I what we see that. on faces. I know exactly what you mean. And you know, I think that it's interesting because I think that's that other people, when I, I as I look back, and I see how other people were responding to me at that mm-hmm. time. They were seeing that in me as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I did a, something really extraordinary. I did something that very few people um, <laughs> have the courage or, and, and really honestly, the means to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is that I took a complete left-hand turn and practically, like, kind of went complete. I, some people thought I had just left the planet and joined a cult. <laughs> but what happened was I, I just said, you know, I went to a, I went to a spiritual retreat. It was mm-hmm. like a meditation retreat, a dreaming retreat. And uh, it was very small. It was in the Redwood mountains. It was with 20 people and it was really magical. And it wasn't like my world was rocked. It was just slowed me down. It was for five days and it slowed me down enough to begin to feel. And that's when my emotions started saying, "Uh uh-uh, girlfriend, Mm -hmm. this is, this is coming to an end. And it was like, Oh wow. And so I went back into my job. I worked for a whole nother year. I slogged. 
And then I got this call from the same person that had invited me to the previous retreat. And she said, Hey, why don't you come on back? And I went, yes. <laughs> I mean, I was <laughs> and I went and what happened was that was when I really got what I would call that spiritual tap on the shoulder from divine. Mm-hmm. And I, and it said, you said you always wanted to live the fulfilling life you wanted. Now is the time. Mm-hmm. And oh. I went, wow. Okay. What does that mean? But I left that retreat. I went back to my job and, and I, I was a CEO of a tech startup and I had, <clears throat> that was my whole career. I was a big, I was a CEO and I, I helped launch tech companies. That was my big deal. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of well known for it and I did it pretty well. And, um, so within a month, I had resigned my position. I, I resigned my position from the board as well as the CEO role. And I went on a two-month, like, drive about. I took my two dogs. I loaded them in my car. We just went to nature. And, I, and during that time, I made the decision that I really wanted to focus on my spirit. And I wanted to spend some time with what, what did that mean? Spend Mm -hmm. time with the spirit. So for me, I actually found two teachers that had, that really resonated with me. Um, and they're, um, they were an, uh, it's, it's a body of, it's an old body of wisdom that comes up from the Mayan culture and it's called the origin teachings of the delicate lodge. And basically it's earth wisdom. It's that it's, it's an old, old body of wisdom. It's like thousands and thousands of years old. And I, I asked them if they would take me on as an apprentice. Now, that I didn't really know what that meant, but I knew, <laughs> was, knew that it was something serious. And they had never taken anyone on as an apprentice. Ah. They were like in their 60s. And so I, it was a big deal. And they said, right. well, go away and come back. And I said, when? And they said, give us a couple of months. <laughs> go away and, and come back. I know. And, and I, later I find out that that's not an unusual response. And oh, so, okay. <laughs> and yeah, and everything's in this, are, are in the Western mind, it's very, very different. But in uh-huh. the Eastern, the old traditions and the old ways of, of most indigenous people, you go to the teacher and you ask, Can, will you teach me? And and the teacher says, well, I'll think about it. <laughs> and, right. and that's what they do in the old ways and they they what they figure is if you come back again then you're interested right and sometimes you'll have to go back two or three times well fortunately I didn't have to I went back the second time and they said I said will you teach me and they said yes we will and then I really found out what it meant mm-hmm. and I spent the next six and a half years of my life almost 24 7 in their company that's, I mean, that's like such a crazy shift, right? Let, I mean, is, just let's just try. Yeah, crazy. I mean, that's first of all, <laughs> did everybody who knew you think you had gone crazy? That's the I first question. I was really fortunate to have some amazing, <laughs> amazing people in my life who knew me and who were tracking with me. They were okay. tracking with me, and they go, "Okay, she's okay." You know, they kept checking in with me. She hasn't totally lost her mind. But I think it's it's not unlike it's not unlike when we hear people saying, oh my goodness, they've gone off to India. They're right. living in Trump. Right. I think it's kind of the same thing. I just right. happened to do it here in the U.S. Right, <laughs> right. That's true. So, so I went away, you know, can, and I studied and yeah. I I spent the, almost the whole first year almost in complete silence. It was a oh, lot of meditation. That must have been so different. I mean, because literally you probably talked all day long in your other job. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Exactly. So I learned to listen. <sighs> The, but the first, the first, it was really funny because I remember the, it was about the end of the second year when my teacher said, she looked at me and she said, well, you're finally about 
you're finally starting to slow down. Hmm. And I was just like, wow, you're right. I can feel what's going on inside of me now in a way that I never had. It's a hard was, thing to do, though, isn't it, though? I mean, because it's almost like against our grain. It's against our grain, but it's against our grain because I think because society demands. But also, you know, it, it was really interesting because I was um, it's just it's just a part of it's, it's so the opposite, right, of what mm-hmm. we're trying to do. It's just the opposite in society. We're trying to go fast keep up we've got to be on top of everything mm-hmm. and and i think you know rumi's quote this is a great quote from rumi i'll just share it it mm-hmm. says when i run after what i think i want my days are a furnace of stress and anxiety but if i sit in my own place of patience what i need flows to me without pain mm. this i understand that what i want also wants me and is looking for me and attracting me there is a great secret here for anyone who can grasp it. That's mm. one of my favorite Rumi quotes. It's beautiful. Really, isn't it Like great? I'm all goosebumps, so thank you yeah, for that. I'll send it to you, but it's true. It's just uh-huh. like when I go 100 miles an hour, I can't hear what's going on inside of me. And right. so learning these these deep practices or learning to meditate or learning to just, just get out and take a walk on the earth and mm-hmm. go at a slow pace. Don't have the agenda, oh, I'm getting exercise or I'm right. getting healthy. No, just go walk, slow down, go lay in a hammock somewhere, go park yourself on the beach, you know, whatever it is, be still and begin to listen to what I call your inner guru. You know, I think I felt the most profound moment. I mean, I, I've dabbled in meditation. I've, you know, I've, well, you know me, I should mention probably, I didn't mention this at the beginning, but um, for the audience's sake, you have been an incredible mentor in my life. You've really mm-hmm. helped me find a more peaceful existence and be more true to who I am. So the voice that you're hearing today, like in the podcast and the work that I'm doing, you know, you've been a part of the the guide, the guidance that's gotten me here. So thank thank you for for that. Thank you for giving me that gift. I appreciate that. And all that I'm giving to you is that which I was given. So you're so welcome. And um, it's been a blast (laughs) to watch you transform. I know it's pretty crazy. Sometimes I don't know who I am. But but one of the things that like, there was a day when I was out in California, and I went to watch a sunset by myself. And like, Mm -hmm. what fascinates me there in Northern California is you can go along the ocean pretty much just about anywhere. It's like open to the public. Um, Where I come from, every water, every area of water is like, there's a bajillion houses around it and you can't go near it. So, so I was um, sitting in like a, like a open grassy field, I guess, above the, like over, overlooking the ocean, watching the sunset. And I was just sitting there. I was the only person there. Like there was nobody anywhere, no houses, anything. And I sat there for a while and just got really quiet. And I really felt like for the first time, I became one with everything. Like I could, like all this, like my energy, my essence expanded. So I was part of the, Ooh, the, exactly. the grass and the ocean and Beautiful. the sky and the, the, the buzzing bugs or whatever it was that were flying yeah. around me. But I just, like, it was, it was so profound that I think that's what keeps calling me back there because I don't, I haven't found that here and I know I probably can, but I haven't figured out how to. So I want to keep going back there and practice it there so uh-huh. I can be better at it. But um, that right. that's really what it is about being in nature, about finding that place mm-hmm. where everything else becomes you and you become it at the same time. And it's, it's it, like that moment, I can go back to that moment in my spirit and 
And like, it's just, it, it's overwhelming. It's so beautiful. And I think that's what you probably do every day, but it, it was, it was a moment in time for me. And that's what I want to get to as part of that every day. Yeah. You know, I, I think that there's a saying in the indigenous, most indigenous cultures, it's, it's said in different languages all over the planet, but it's um, all our relations, all our relations. And the reason they say that so much is oh, and another saying that they have is in la which which means you are another me mm-hmm. you are another me and i think that that's very much what um it's that moment you had where you felt like you were a part of everything that's the great web of life that's mm-hmm. the interconnectedness and once we feel that if we have the gift of feeling that even once mm-hmm. and then we we can store it in our cellular memory mm-hmm. and then we can touch into it each time because it's real and mm-hmm. that's why those of us who love the earth you know who love earth and love her as a magical being and that a, a living being, then we're very, we have a different relationship with, uh, with everyone, not just earth, not just trees, not just birds, not just animals, but we have different relationship with our other humans as well. Oh, absolutely. And so I, I've come into a whole different relationship with how I engage with humans, mm-hmm. how I uh, interact with them. And, and I'm so much more patient and loving now because, you know, life is hard. It's messy. Nobody gave us a rule book. <laughs> right. And it's really, really tough to figure out how to navigate. And I think what these, uh, what learning, what learning earth wisdom has done, learning this whole pathway. Um, I mean, cause I'm also a practicing Buddhist, you know, and I, I think that what's also true is that we can collect many things from these great wisdom bundles that have been sent and but at the base thread of them you know buddha said under mm-hmm. you know under a tree and that's where his great enlightenment came from was when he was sitting under a tree so um these deep wisdom bundles have all similar threads but the gift of them is that we need to find the one that resonates most with us right. that's the one we follow for a season of time until until we something is more is needed and mm-hmm. then we start we start seeking again. And that's the cycle of the human. We, we're always hungry for that deeper level of enlightenment. And I think one of the greatest sorrows of my heart is that most people are running around, run, and I mean running around, looking <laughs> for a next answer. Right. What's going to make my life feel better? Right. And the truth is, it's not a quick fix. Things take time. And slowing down is actually, it's, it's antithetical, right? It's mm-hmm. the very thing that we need to do that we don't want to do. Yeah, and, I get that. Uh, yeah, and so it's when we slow down that we begin to actually hear and see our inner our inner guide, our inner Buddha, our inner Jesus, our inner um, you know Muhammad, our inner Guru. That's that's who wants to speak to us first. Instead of going outside of ourselves, we need to meet our inner Guru. And I, and I totally get that. I, and I think that when I talk about, you know, we have this big, this big moment where we make the left or right turn, that's only one of them. I think there, like my, in my experience, there have, there was one, and then a little while later, there was another, and then there was another, and then there was another. And it's not so, but what I had to finally learn was to stop chasing them. You know what I mean? To sit back and like, okay, now I just had another epiphany. I understand life at a deeper level now just go along about my business and wait for the next one to come instead of going, okay, I need to learn what's next. I need to know what's next. And, and that's what I think we are accustomed to is like fix it all at once and, or Mm -hmm. solve it all at once. But the beauty of life, the beauty of it is that 
if we could solve it all at once, then we'd be done. What fun would that be? You know, the beauty is, is the beauty <laughs> exactly. is the quest. The beauty you know, is the quest. I celebrate you. I've watched, <laughs> you. I've watched you these past two or three years, and I've watched how you you have these micro learnings, and mm-hmm. then you have these micro epiphanies. <laughs> you know, and there's just like, and if you look over your shoulder, you can see thousands of those, mm-hmm. thousands of those. And the and what's interesting is when you slow down and you stop running and seeking constantly, you know, mm-hmm. like, like this hungry, hungry, you know, ravenous person, almost like, I've got to get this, you know, right. when you slow down, it's like, the micro learnings begin to actually speed up because mm. you actually your your all of your senses become more alive and right. you start seeing the world in a new way. So I just I applaud you, <laughs> Jane, because you have just done a great job of doing that. I know so. it's amusing to watch at times, especially when I d- take headers on the mountain trail and things like that. <laughs> all all teachings, right? I know, I know. That was probably my most. That was probably the moment I needed you most. You know that. Uh-oh. Of, of all the moments that you've been there and, and guided me, that was probably the one I needed you most when I face planted and nearly broke my nose again <laughs> on a mountain trail and thought the universe was against me for just a split second. But I got past it. Thank you. More than a split second. And yes, you did. And it's okay because the universe is big. You know, it's right. like divine, divine is, not, is not easily offended. <laughs> Thank goodness, right? It's not easily offended. Exactly. I think that one of the sweetest pieces about what really turned the corner for me and how I knew that sort of indigenous wisdom was sort of my way of, my new way of sort of, I, it provided me with the framework of what I call their tools. They're mm-hmm. wonderful tools for navigating life. And I needed a new set of tools. And for me, it was the best set of tools I'd ever come across. And so that's why I found them to be so helpful. And they provide this amazing framework for learning and growing. And you know what? That's really all I can ask. If I can have something that can get, help me navigate this way of learning and growing, then there's nothing more sweet than that because the learning and growing is, that's the hardest part sometimes. Right. Oh, definitely. Is is there any of that that you can share? I know it's um, earth wisdom and it's spoken word. So I don't know if you feel like you can yeah. share it on this, on this venue. I, I absolutely can. And, okay. Uh, that's the gift of it. It's okay. all, it's their oral traditions and they're passed down through many thousands of years. And, but really, um, it's, they came about as a result of humans living in really, really close alignment with earth mm-hmm. and with all of their relations. In other words, with, um, you know, um, they lived in such close proximity to nature. And so they begin to observe things. And what they did was the very first thing you learn are, is that there are four quadrants. And I mentioned those earlier. It's mm-hmm. like we are all made of earth, air, fire, and water. Those are the four quadrants. And those, those elements are what make us human. That's what makes life happen, those four elements. But then they realized that, oh, within them, within them as a human, there was a correlation in other words, to fire, and fire became spirit. Hmm. And they realized that, oh, my body, my body's like solid, like earth. And then they got that emotions were like water, how they flow and they move and they change. They can be rigid and cold. They can be frozen. Mm-hmm. They, can be, they can, you know, and then they realized that their mind was like the air. It was like their thoughts, they couldn't, they knew they were there, but they couldn't see them, but they were constantly there, like the breathe, the breath of your air. And so 
they began to get these correlations. And so once they got that correlation between those four elements, they studied those elements and they realized, wow, we really are just like that, you know, who created us, you know, mm. that which made of is what we, how we, and they could compare their body, how their body sometimes gets, you know, um, you know, like your skin gets really dry and cracked and, and, it, you know, it makes you, you know, and so, or, if you're not caring for it. So it's like the earth is a beautiful representation of our bodies and how the, the earth feels. We feel things and it gives us our body is our best instrument for navigating. So for navigating life in general. So like when you know something's really wrong or off base, you can feel it in your gut. Right. You know? Exactly. Just in your mind, your gut feels it. Right. So that, that's a really, really simple correlation to earth wisdom and that's one. Of, and then there's, of course, many, many other nested. Uh, everything is carried in a wheel, mm -hmm. and wheels were just ways of helping people uh, remember things because there was so much to remember. And so what they did was they put them in wheels, and those wheels be, are nested. So you, you begin with this most basic, simple wheel, right in the center, and then they're nested outward. Right. And so each wheel is built on another wheel. And it sounds, it, I mean, hopefully I'm making it seem really simple because right. it's actually so very simple. And it was like, once I finally got it, it was like, oh my gosh, this is like <laughs> brilliant. And it was the most brilliant learning tool I'd ever seen. So, so that's it, why I'm... So if people are interested in learning more about that, are there <laughs> ways that they can do that? Because, I mean, we've talked about this at times when we've had conversations, when we spent time together out West and... It is absolutely fascinating, and I think that there are probably many people listening who would be interested in it. Is there a way to learn more about it? There are ways to learn more about it, and there are a few people um, that are teaching. Um, that you can find it, and I'm not going to – I mean, my teachers are still teaching. They're still holding ceremonies, mm -hmm. and they're still um, – they hold four, uh, three right now, three ceremonies a year. And um, I know that's not very many, but they're, you know, three and four days. And those that was one of the first things that I went to was a, a winter dreaming ceremony. And there was only 20 people allowed. So mm. it was like, ooh, you know, and, and it was really, it's still, it's still one of my most magical favorite ceremonies. But um, yeah, they're, they're not very technically, it's not that they're not technically savvy. It's just, <laughs> it's just, that's, that's not the world, but they, you can actually find them. You can find my teachers at timelessearthwisdom.com. Okay. I'll include that in the show notes too, for people. Okay. And maybe we can and then, get a couple other things too. Certainly. I mean, if people, I'm not going to open the door for me being um, uh, a conduit for <laughs> yeah, be careful what you say. <laughs> yeah, because uh, that would be that would be a little uh, uh, a you know trepidatious for me. But uh, I think, um, you've got your hands full with me as it I, is, so I'm not letting I, anybody get to you. <laughs> well, it's just not you know honestly, it's not it's not what what Mother Life has called me to do or right. how to serve right now. I think right. th there is going to come a time. I certainly do use it in my work, and I I teach a lot of people. But I haven't taken on um, anyone specifically uh, to train them in earth wisdom. So, um, you know, it's interesting because that's one of the reasons indigenous people have been so cautious about uh, sharing th uh, this old, these old bodies mm -hmm. of wisdom. They've been very careful about who they shared it with it because it was it was so sacred to them. And it's right. their, it's not just their culture, it's their belief systems. And it's and they and what, of course, what a lot of 
non-Indigenous people do is they send it, they go, oh, this is the coolest stuff on the planet. I'm going to take it and go make a lot of money. Right. And it's like, <laughs> well, they don't then, want it exploited then, oh. because then it gets watered down and misused. Right. You know? right. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that's exactly right. So I think, um, <clears throat> you know, for me personally, um, I'm just, uh, yes, there is, uh, there are tons of ways for people to engage. I think if I could just, you know, encourage everybody, go out and and get in nature. She's, mm-hmm. she's the best teacher of all. And I, I, you're right. I still do spend a great deal of time. As you know, I, I just came back from a, you know, I go on a, a solo uh, backpack trip by myself every year for six to seven days. I mean, that's one of the, like my personal big times away, but I also spend a great deal of time in nature every single day or every week. So right. You know, Mother Life, Earth, is the best teacher of all. Just go out and look and study her. And um, I, I am going to start. You know, this my my wisdom bundle comes up from the Mayan culture, and um, but I think that there's, you know, there are other indigenous, there are other indigenous American uh, teachers who mm-hmm. are, who are. You can find this work and and then of course you can always you know, check out my teacher's website. And uh, they're actually just beginning to develop a whole new body of <clears throat> teachings that they're going to be sharing. Oh. With. If people are patient, they're going to, they'll see them up on, uh, up on that website, okay. but it's definitely coming and they're going to be opening up their doors. They're going to, they're going to start doing some stuff on it in digital space, which is huge for them. Wow. So teaching in the digital realm. So I'm, I'm excited for them. I am too. I, I'll be definitely interested <laughs> in seeing what they, what they're doing. So, um, I wanted to ask you just, if you could talk a little bit about how you, um, so you, you had your career, your longtime career in, in it and tech businesses, and then you had your six and a half year sabbatical. Well, I wouldn't call it a sabbatical more. No, about, it wasn't sabbatical. <laughs> no, it wasn't at all. It was, uh, period of learning. And now what are you talk? I would, I would like you to share if you're open to it a little bit about what you're doing now, like what you feel your purpose is now that you've gone through this training and how you're trying to serve, serve the world with it. Okay. Um, yeah. So I actually completed my formal training in 2014 and I spent a whole year just waiting and listening. I know that's hard to believe, <laughs> but I, I traveled because I hadn't traveled for almost six and a half years very much. And, um, and so I kept getting this, this little whisper in my ear. Um, and it was, it was about, you're supposed to work with high achieving, high net worth people. And I went, what does that mean? And it was <laughs> like, I was clueless. And so I just kept looking. And finally I was actually, um, in a conversation with Brian Johnson mm-hmm. and, uh, and Brian Johnson was, you know, going through a very, very specific, difficult season in his journey. And he and I spent, uh, a good deal of time talking on the phone, going back and forth. And he was able to make some really, really crucially tough decisions as a result of our engagement, our mm-hmm. e- exchange. And you know what? He really turned his life and began doing again what he so loves. And I think right there, that was one of the pivotal moments for me because I looked back and then what happened was after Brian, I had another like four people come into my life where, Mm. and just, you know, they were just seeking me out because they knew I had this 28 year business career. I have this deep knowledge of business. I was a CEO for many years and, and I have this deep knowledge of launching, launching businesses and, you know, um, 
startups is and all kinds of that work and so i really and then and then they but they also it wasn't that they just wanted they didn't just need my business advice they needed deep spiritual wisdom they needed someone to help them find you know their their true north again you know that right. internal ability to navigate so I realized that I'm, I've actually become this amazing guide and um, an advisor for people who who know that life is about the combination of both. It's not just our external world, it's mm-hmm. our internal world. And when we can have good counsel, and so I guess what I'm kind of a person that I do is I kind of help, you know, I, ha- I help people stay aligned to their own true north, mm-hmm. and I also assist them with really huge catapultic shifts in their life. And, um, I think you and I actually experienced a little bit of that. Oh, absolutely. So what I do right now is that my little elevator speech that I <laughs> do and in America, we do that. What do you do? And right, right. So in America, I say, uh, you know, I say, well, uh, you know, I, I'm a guide and advisor for high achieving individuals in their personal and professional journeys. That's what I do. And they'll say high achieving and they're kind of like, what does that mean? And I said, you know, I I had a good counsel from somebody who said, you know, you should really go on your website and, and, and define that. And I said, that's a good idea. And so what I do is I defined it. And and what it, what I mean by high achieving is it's individuals or teams, you know, that are already taking full responsibility for their destiny Mm -hmm. and they're being, they're being in service to others is their highest and best response to the gift of life. Right. Now you you qualify there, right? You already qualify for that. You are an individual. Mm, thank you. you, you I wasn't sure. <laughs> your life. Right. But but see, that's the thing. And the reason I became very specific that I work only with high achieving individuals is because I am I am I am focused. Mm-hmm. I am zero focused in on exactly if I can work with one person who can then touch thousands of people. Mm-hmm. And that right. is the highest and best use of my time and my talents at this time mm-hmm. in my life. Right. I, I am probably going to start doing much more public speaking in this next year or so, but, mm-hmm. but it's mostly about, you know, working with those individuals, one or two, three individuals at a time who have these catapultic impacts on others in their life. And to me, that's just a, it's very fulfilling for me. Well, you know what I really like about what you're doing too is you're you're basically you're going back and serving the people who you were, don't you think? Like in a sense very because so, because based, yeah, because um rather than everybody having to free fall out of their their career and find figure out what what the path is and I mean the way that you did it is beautiful and I'm not criticizing it in any way. I think it's magical I actually. Think it's, I think the way I did it was a little on the insane side, but it was <laughs> But it was magical. But it's like my path. But what's cool is that what's amazing is that you see that there are going to be other people who hit that wall where they go, I've done all these things. Now what? You know, well, rather than them free falling out of it, you're going in and you're helping them find their true north. And and then that energy of them living in a more spiritual way where they are then can be um, basically permeate the work, the place that they are. You know what I mean? It can like, it can like exactly flood into right. those businesses. It can flood I mean, into look, those experiences. Look at the amazing work that Brian Johnson is doing right, now, that, right. now that he has refocused on exactly what he was, what he came to do. He, he's, and, doing, know, yeah, he's doing, yeah, he's doing his gift. Yeah. Right. It wasn't that he was all on a, not on his right path. It was right. that he, he had targeted something that, 
became not fulfilling and he realized it and he, Mm -hmm. he did a course correction and that's what we have to do. You know, I just had a couple, um, I just worked with my first married couple. I'd never, I've never worked with a married couple before. And, and I was really hesitant to do it, (laughs) but, but they specifically, they, they were from Australia and they, they contacted me and they said, we haven't, we looked everywhere on the web. We haven't found anyone that does what you do and we're interested in working with you. So we ended up having, you know, four hours of conversation before I even said yes. Mm-hmm. And the reason I said yes was this, they, they knew they had had individual careers for most of their life, but now their kids were grown and gone and they were looking at the last third of their life and they're, and they're a really, they're young, older people, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right, right. Young of heart. And they have a lot of years to give back. Right. And but they said, we don't know how to navigate this next section of our life. We don't even know how to go about looking for it. And so I said, so what you're looking for is the next clear step of your journey. Mm-hmm. And they said, yes. You know, and so I said, great, I think I could help you with that. Mm-hmm. And, and so they had the courage to trust me and they, they flew over to the California, they, we rent, we always, we rent beautiful homes on the California coast or somewhere in the world. I, I people always rent amazing, beautiful places where, you know, and I have these really specific guidelines about what, where we, and we rent a house and we actually live together for three or four days. Now that's terrifying for most people. <laughs> it but, works for me. Like I could actually, can I be your personal assistant? I can carry luggage. I can do all that kind of stuff if you need somebody. Right. <laughs> so anyway, what happened was, I think that one of the things that I've become much more, people are, people use me for these, doing these quantum mm-hmm. leaps. And I don't have to do it, but a few, I mean, we could work together one-on-one for six to nine months and you'd still get to the same place. But I've learned that it's better just like take the time it takes Mm -hmm. to just take some time away and jump in and do these intensives. And it's an intensive and, but it's so wonderful. And they said, they came away, they said, I loved what he said. He said, in fact, uh, he put it, he put, he actually put something up on LinkedIn today about mm-hmm. his experience. And, uh, he was speaking about himself, of course, but his wife is much shyer. And, um, but she, you know, he said it was, he left and he said, this has been the best money I've ever spent my whole life. Mm, and that's a, that's a credit. Said, yeah. And I mean, and he said, and the reason is, is that I now have a really clear picture of who I am and where I'm going, and what I'm supposed to do. Mm. And you know, there could have been no greater testimony to me personally, right? because he's a human being who has extraordinary influence. He, he's, um, he's actually a coach for a lot of world leaders and, uh, you know, corporations. And so he's really clear that he's um, going in a new direction. He's going to still do his existing work, but he's got some other new projects that he's going to launch and do. And he's really fired up about it. So that's an example of the type of work I do and how I do it. Well, and you're, I mean, there's some magic that comes in with you. I don't know what it is, but I mean, <laughs> I, I had my, you know, we spent an intensive uh, couple days together and it's otherworldly. That's the only, I mean, it's beyond business. It's beyond earth. There's like this huge, like just aura about you that you bring to the table. And it's, you know, your intentions are so clear that you're really trying to do something for the greater good. You're trying to, you know, you have really nothing, like nothing more than that. I have an agenda. I have no agenda other than your highest and best. Right, right. How often does that happen, you know? Yeah, it's true. (laughs) I I create these amazing containers, if you will, Mm -hmm. for people to step into 
to learn and grow and to discover themselves. But, you know, let's give credit to the you, Jane. You mm-hmm. had the courage to say, I want to step into that container. Oh, absolutely. And that takes yep. extraordinary courage. Thank for, you. You know, my clients are amazing and they have, because they take, you know, sometimes they're like, I don't know what I'm doing, right. and, and but they take that leap and, and they have, so far no one's ever walked away you know, <laughs> and asked the money back. So. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So it's always been these quantum leaps. But, yeah. It's, it's a beautiful, it's beautiful you, work. You do, you do quantum leaps now and then you don't do them all the time. You, mm-hmm. you then, then they get to go away and then. They, you know, people have said, well, then how do you just do that? And I said, well, no, they come back again and they ask mm-hmm. for counsel about other things in that as they unfold or unpack that, that d- destiny that they've discovered. Yeah, it's a process. I mean, I think that was the biggest thing I had to finally accept was that it's not, it doesn't all happen in, a, in an instant. I have to be patient. Right. It was a huge, a huge change for me. And it's still something I work on actually quite often is patience. <laughs> um, well, so- I get up every single day and have the exact same, you know, thing on my agenda. I have to make choices every day mm-hmm. to step into my destiny. Right. And, you know, it's not that I've arrived. I haven't just arrived. I'm on a journey. Right. We're all on a journey. And there's a very, very specific, beautiful journey that's unfolding. But it there are rules to the journey. Right. <laughs> so it's, for it to run smoothly. Right. For it to be, for it to, for it to be joyful as much as possible. So, um, we're getting close to the end, but I, I can't let you leave without asking you my favorite question that I ask people, which is, um, so you, there's a lot of things that you study and that you know about and that you've experienced, but I was wondering if there's something like right now that you're curious about that's like new and different and kind of outside of your normal line of sight, like something that you're going, I need to know more about that. I want to research that. And understand that. Is there something that's bubbling up in you right now that you're just newly curious about? Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I think that what's fascinating about that question, first of all, I love the question. I know, Great it's my question. favorite. <laughs> Usually so, I have an example, but I've been so like completely settled into listening to you that I lost my example. So I'll be honest oh, on that. Oh, it's not a problem. Okay. So here's here's my, um. so I would say how it's shifted. In the past, I would have always looked externally. I would have found something external that I'm deeply interested because in, mm-hmm. I'm a super curious person. Right, I, I'm, I'm a voracious learner. <laughs> I love to learn. But really what's what's going on inside of me right now is is I'm actually on an internal journey of exploration about something mm. that keeps niggling at me. Mm. And you know what I mean by that? It's like there's something about uh, there's an interesting um, there's a caution or a hesitation in me. There's a place in me. I always look at resistance mm-hmm. and there's a way in which I'm sort of like in resistance to a new opportunity that's on my, on my horizon. Something has been presented to me and I'm mm-hmm. really in resistance to it. And so I'm like going, huh, what's that about? What, what am I in resistance to? So I'm actually in a place of deep curiosity about my own internal <laughs> process. And I know that probably sounds like, oh, well, that's no big deal. But you know what? That's the, that's one of the toughest books to to read and study. I was going to say it is actually a big deal because most people don't listen to it. I mean, I think it's it's a very common, tr- it's their nature to go, mm-hmm. okay, I don't get that about myself. So I'm just going to move on because I'm resistant to it. So like, let it go. So I think it's so I, I, cool I that you're doing that. Habit. Here's yeah. what I'm doing. Okay. I, I want to hear teaching that I have, I trained myself when I was an athlete, when I was younger. And so I, I had this 
I had this belief that if it was hard, I needed to go toward it. Mm. And so what I do, anytime I experience resistance, I move toward it. I move into it. I find out what it's about. And so if, and the harder it is, the more I'm curious. And so my whole orientation to life now is curiosity. Uh-huh. I love and that. I, that's, that's how I feel every day as well. I, I actually, I love the hard things. I'm like, okay, why don't I want to do that? Let's just go do it and see if I fall off the cliff. That's it. Right. Yeah. yeah I love that about you. you have great courage. And I, it's one of the best character. It took a long time to show up, but yeah, it's there. (laughs) Well, it's here now, baby. (laughs) So, so can you tell us, can you tell me any more about this or just even in general, like if there's any advice that you can give people more so about, about, um, resistance? Cause I think it's something we just don't learn about how to deal with early on. It sounds like you did, but not everybody. Well, I think, yeah, I think most people avoid it at all costs. It's like, Oh, it's like, I go away from that. Right. That doesn't feel good. Um, I think that the, the thing about resistance is to know when to move toward it. Mm-hmm. In other words, like there's, there's an appropriate and healthy fear. There's fear that keeps us safe, right? And right. there's a resistance to wanting to be hurt or harmed. So we need to listen to that kind of, you know, appropriate uh, resistance. Mm-hmm. But when something creates a fear that we don't really know about, like we don't, we don't know why we feel fear. Mm-hmm. It's like, and there isn't any physical danger to us. There's probably not a whole, I mean, sometimes even when there's, even when there's professional, I mean, there was professional danger for me to, to literally walk away from my profession. Right. I, huge oh, danger, but I had to follow what it was, what it was there. Right. So there's, I was, I was in great resistance for most of my career to walk away. But I had, I finally came to that place where I moved into it, but I did it with, I did it with, uh, I did it with reason. Uh-huh. I did it, uh, I did it with a lot of planning. I did it with, um, with, uh, counsel. I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I did check something I just did on my own. I counseled, I got counsel from my, my close ends and from the people who love me. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a way in which we need to navigate by feeling the resistance and moving steadily toward it, just mm-hmm. just continuing to, it's kind of like circling. You know, I kind of like imagine it like I'm this big black panther and there's this thing I'm really like, what's that thing? <laughs> and, circling it and I'm looking at it and I'm trying to decide, is it something I can eat and consume that <laughs> make me feel good and it's going to feed me? Or is it something that's going to hurt me? Right. Is it something? that I'm actually should be nervous or scared about. And so, but in the end, it's never, it's never, I think the thing that I've learned the most about this is that life does not bring me things to destroy me. Life only brings me things to make me more whole and complete in every way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's what life is all about. And I'm just moving, the resistance is about me moving deeper into that which is makes me whole, that which makes me more complete, that which makes me a more, you know, in-service person. And the more I am capable of being in service. That's a beautiful way for us to um, get to the end of our call, because that's really what you do. And that's what you bring. I mean, this has been, I mean, we've talked a number of times for sure, but I have to say, I have absolutely enjoyed every second of this call with you today. Um, Me too. Even Thank as you. much as I know you, it was, it, there's always something new and interesting and exciting, you know? Oh, okay. I could do this all day. <laughs> Why can't I do this all day? Why can't we? Maybe that's what will happen someday. So 
There was make one it, last. Make it so jank. I know it- exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, actually, when you were talking about resistance, I was thinking about how, um, that like I'm sort of in that same a similar place where I'm like, what is the next thing? And I, I mean, this is it right now. This is it. But I feel like it's opening a door to something else that I can't see yet, which is half the fun. You know, that is half the fun. You're oh, right. I love it's that like part. Not knowing. I love I know. that. I know. And every every actual episode. But that's a has- muscle you had to develop. Oh, for sure. Right? For sure. Totally. I mean, it's like if you had known me even as, well, a long time ago for sure, (laughs) but even like six years ago, seven years ago, totally different, totally different. Mm -hmm. And it was just, I was too busy living in fear of everything. So fear is a, I love, I actually love conquering fears now. I love going after them. It's, it's actually more of a game. Yeah. You built a great muscle. And it takes exactly that. You know, thank you. You know, one last one thing I had on my list of questions from our from our conversation that I just wanted to circle back with, because I think it's really important for the listeners if they are interested in this. So you had mentioned early on about how you basically, you know, had the, the resources and the intention to walk away from your your career, which was a big thing. But you had the resources and not everybody has that. So. Are there ways where people can start like stepping into what they want and listening to that inner voice? Because I know for myself, when it's growling, it it does not settle until I do something. When it's right. saying like, do this thing, do you hear me? Do this thing. And then, when right. it, but then actually now I know that when it starts really, if I'm not doing the thing and it starts getting really quiet, it's giving up on me and I don't want that to happen. I want right. it to always no. be with me. So now, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love what my grandfather used to say. And it's an old, old saying. <laughs> and I'll tell you I someday. I'll tell you the real story behind okay. my grand, my grandfather's my grandfather's speakings. But um, there's another story behind that. But he he used to say, "Be careful, be careful what you bury. You may be burying it alive." Oh, that just gave me goosebumps again. That's like the I third know. round of those on this call. Thank you. Um, so so here's the thing. I would actually, I'm going to turn this back on you, Jane. Mm-hmm. I think you're a beautiful example. You're right. I was extremely fortunate financially in, in my work, and I was able to actually live off the annuity of, my, of, the, of the amount I made for the, all those years I was training. So I was actually one of the extremely rare and privileged people that had an ability to, you know, to do that. Now, <clears throat> I will say to you, that I think you're a perfect example. You are someone who, you know, you still work a job. You, mm-hmm. you, but you have not let that stop you. You have begun to, you took every moment of your waking day. You're <laughs> mother, you know, you're, you're raising boys. You're, I mean, you, right. your life is a perfect example of what is possible. And oh. I just want to, I just, I know I've, I'm, a, I'm shouting your accolades all through this. <laughs> I know. Can you come on every call? I, I like that. <laughs> I have seen you do it. And to me, you're a perfect example of, you know, to follow. You're, you're just simply a perfect example. You mm-hmm. make, you make it happen. You make it work. You right. find a way. You talk to friends. I mean, look how many times you talk. You and I talk so many times. Mm-hmm. You talk to other people. You talk, you have people all over the globe you were talking to. I know. To. Yeah. I mean, and I think, and I'm really, I'm so blessed with that, right? I mean, I am so blessed that, well, first of all, that Brian listened to what he was was called to do to create the Oasis, because I really think that that was a huge part of my expansion. Um, I think it, I think we probably created that before coming into this life, that he was going to do that so we could all meet up, something like that. But I think that um, it's really about, letting go of everything else that's wasting my time. 
that's not really filling me up until, and then start using that time to go after what does fill me up. There you go. That's it. That's it. So if you can't do it big, then do it step by step. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh, okay. Well, that was a good end note. And I want to thank you again for being here and hopefully we'll have you come back again. You know, especially when you get out doing your public speaking, more of that, come back and tell us what's going on with, with your, like, as your journey shifts, or maybe when you figure out this curiosity on the resistance, that might be something we'd like to hear yeah, about if you're open to it. that's part of it too. Okay, yeah. Girlfriend. All right. Thank you. So, thank thank you. It's so good to spend time with you. Love you. Talk with you Love soon. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Simply talking with Lana has a grounding experience for me. I hope you felt it too. As we mentioned in the call, she has been a powerful mentor for me. I didn't know her before when she was in the fast-paced world of Silicon Valley, but I can't quite even imagine her in that role. And when I do, it's almost as if she's a completely different person. I can say the same about myself today. Not that I had the same life experiences, rather that who I am now is so different from who I was before I started really listening to my inner voice. I mean, I still like taco truck tacos, and I can binge watch the heck out of a great series on Netflix, but how I show up for others, how I move about my day, it's different. It's for sure more from a place of serving for the purpose of serving, not for the purpose of being liked, not for the purpose of money and status, simply to show up and do what I can do, period.